All right. Welcome to the Fat Loss is Easy podcast. I am your host, Jonah Mitchell, um, and we are back with another episode. And uh, I am live streaming this re- recording into my Facebook group. So if you're not in there already, please do uh, at uh, uh, the Total Mind Body Transformation. And uh, me and my wife uh, run that with our uh, assistant coach, Karen. And it's been a lot of fun. And I'm really looking forward to talking to you today's episode. And, um, and yeah, we would love to have you come chat and say hi uh, on that side of things. So uh, without further ado, I really wanted to make this episode because there's a lot of, I feel like the word, the word metabolism is a bit of a buzzword, right? If a lot of people feel like their metabolism is the reason why they're not reaching their goals, or they feel like they have a slow metabolism, but we don't actually really understand it. <laughs> and I mean, for a long time, like we hear it a lot when we're growing up, as you get older, you, you, you get, as you get older, your metabolism slows down, you get fat, you can't do anything about it. Um, and something a lot of us just agree with, right? And there's a, there's a, I'm actually going to write a post right after this about the agreements we make as kids that uh, we have a hard time breaking as adults because we didn't learn any, any difference. So uh, all that being said is, is your metabolism is, is not, not that actually before i even go that route your metabolism is the only thing it's good for or not good for man what am i trying to say here guys <laughs> your metabolism is your body's ability to burn calories by itself and a lot of us think that as we get older it slows down and it just doesn't really do anything for us afterwards the process of blaming our metabolism has been very common for a long period of time. Um, and, and really, w- when we just understand that everyone's metabolic rate, the amount of calories that your body burns for you, um, isn't all that much different as we get older. It doesn't change all that much. But the things that do, quote unquote, slow down your metabolism are the stresses that are adding up in your body. And in this episode, I'm going to give you the six ways to uh, boost your metabolism. And it's, as you see in the title, it is uh, <laughs> there's quotations around speed up or boost your metabolism because your metabolism is not really slow right? It's just adapting, right? If your body is having a hard time losing weight or, or you don't feel like you have a lot of energy, it's just because you've told it to do something for a long time that you were not aware of. And I haven't said this in a while, but your body is always doing what you tell it to, whether we're aware of it or not. So just because you don't want to gain weight, you may be sending a very opposite signal to your, your body by the food you're eating, by the lack of sleep you're getting. So before I even I'm almost spoiled the whole thing. So without further ado, I think this is going to be a relatively short episode today. Uh, we're going to get, get into it. Make sure I got my, my notes in front of me. Um, all right. So let's get into number one. And these are not in any like real uh like significant order that's not like best to worst or anything like that all of these are important in their own right okay i want you to really understand that our body needs some basic functions and you know this is what i teach all my all my clients and all everyone in, in my in my facebook group and everyone who talks to me is i want you to understand that your metabolism isn't the reason why you're having a hard time losing weight there's a lot of stresses that we deal with that we're not aware of and the, yes calories calories matter Okay, I want you to get that very, very clear. If we don't understand calories, if we don't understand the difference between uh, nutrient-dense foods or foods we don't digest very well, like it can be a lot easier for us to, to work up the stress that makes weight loss a little bit more difficult. So without further ado, number one, all right? One, the first way to start improving or boosting your metabolism. And this is really just reducing stress, okay? And number one is sleep. You have no idea 
how important sleep is for your your weight loss goals. Sleep is a is our number one form of stress management. And we get so caught up in this we have to always be busy, we have to be do we have to always be working, we have to be uh, we have to take care of everybody around us and it's it's just normal now to not get as much sleep as we once did. And like these, this, this, these things on this list and sleep especially have all been, are all very basic functions that we've learned to thrive off of uh, in the past. And when we stop paying attention to these or when we start letting them slip up, this is where the slow metabolism can really, uh, really feel like it's taking effect. Because when we're younger, our body's really good at regeneration, at reducing stress, at, at, at healing from a lot of things. But as that, as I get, as we get older, the thing that does slow down is our body's ability to recover. Right? When we're younger, we have a lot of, we have a lot more hormones uh, uh, coursing through our veins and our system that are really good at regenerating tissues and and healing damage that we're going through. But as we get older and we still have like bad habits, like bad sleeping habits, right? For, for, and I'm actually going to kind of go back to this, this kind of scenario as we progress along. So we carry over bad sleeping habits as we get older and we stop moving more. Cause right. We, we were, we were playing a lot as we were, as we were kids. And then we start getting desk jobs. We stop getting outside. Right. And then all that stress adds up. Then, then we're super stressed from our job, from our family, from our coworkers, for, from traffic. Um, and then it just started affecting our sleep. We stopped getting quality sleep. We're getting less than six hours a night. We're waking up throughout the night. And that is disrupting so much meta- metabolic healing, right? Our cells need to go through a cleaning process as we sleep. If that's constantly being disrupted by just, just waking up throughout the night or not getting enough sleep to actually go through that process, then uh, we, we, we actually, it slows down uh, how metabolic function like storing energy or using energy. Um, it makes the process of actually cleaning your body and, and, and de-aging uh, or, or we, we speed up the aging process because we're not sleeping as well. Um, so sleep is really, really important. And if we can really hone it in and, and focus and really like do and like practice like a bedtime routine, right? Telling your body to actually unwind, to detach from the stress that you're dealing with uh, on a daily basis, right? We, we get ready for the day, we get ready for work, we get ready for uh, going out, but we we don't like truly get ready for bed. Like we have our brush our teeth, uh, we we get our pajamas on, and we're like watching TV or we're scrolling on our phone. Right, those things are still stimulating us to to wake up. And if this was a whole episode about circadian rhythm, uh, I'd go way more deeper than that. But I'd rather you just take away this piece. Like if you get thirty to an hour, thirty minutes to an hour more of sleep every night, I promise you, you're going to see a dramatic, dramatic difference in your weight loss goals and how you feel overall, and it's going to help uh, improve metabolic function so weight loss can start getting a lot easier. Uh, all right, moving on to number two. Number two, what is the what's the next way to start boosting or increasing your metabolism? All right, uh, number two is super simple stress management. <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna tell you a quick client story. Uh, and she's a relatively new client. Um, she was really good at burning calories, like working out once, sometimes twice a day, every day, uh, really good at burning, burning, burning. And it's, it's used to it, right? We're used to hearing eat less, move more. And, and so we get this, this process or concept in our head that like, we just have to continue to burn calories. We don't understand the amount of stress that physical activity 
does put on our body alongside the other stresses that we're dealing with, right? So when we have super high stress of work environment, like a lot of people who, who struggle with overtraining or overworking are usually in high, uh, very stressful job environments, and it's just what they're used to. Um, so they have a high stress job, uh, usually uh, low, poor sleep, and then they work out very uh, a lot. So like there's a lot of stress already piled up. And when we're in a diet phase, um, that's another stress on your body. Being in a diet, eating less than you burn is, is a stress that's telling your body to get better at, uh, at use it, utilizing less energy, right? So now we have four stresses all at once and super high stresses that uh, your body doesn't really know which way is up anymore. It's too much stress. So now we have so much stress boiling down on us and it, then, we, then the scale goes up when we're not eating very much, right? And then we have all these stresses that we're dealing with and we're like, what is happening? Like, oh, I thought I was, if I stopped eating and I moved more, I would start seeing weight loss, but then we don't really conceptualize all the stress we're truly dealing with, you know? And so this client, she signed on and I, I, I told her like, we're going to slow you down. And she's like, how, like what, if I slow down, I'm going to gain weight. But really we start practicing just taking five minutes for, for herself every day and, and just doing things that like would slow her day down, right? We got her training and working out less. Uh, we got her focusing on just like uh, mindfulness practices. So this is just like doing something for five minutes, like this reading, journaling, or anything just like brings you present in the moment. Like something that I want to get into in the future is archery um, just for the, or, or martial arts, or just for the physical like presentness that you have to be in. And that's the only like real thing that like you need to get out when you're practicing mindfulness. You don't have to be sitting there like practicing meditation or breathing, like, if that's not your thing, that's not your thing, right? But you just have to like live right now for a little bit, for just a little bit, right? Because our body, when we're in these high stress environments all the time, it's either living in the past or in the future, it's always anticipating something to be going wrong, or we need to be doing something and we have a hard time sitting still. So we, we, we want to be in the high stress environment all the time. And it's like working out. So anyway, before I keep going on my rambling, uh, we want to find time to really slow down, right? So this client, she had a hard time at first, like really understanding, like why I wanted her to slow down. And we did have her training a lot less. There was also an injury that was involved that kind of made her have to slow down. But then she started actually taking it seriously in like a bedtime routine and actually like practicing mindfulness for her. And I, th and, I th and I don't remember what the actual activity was, but it was just like 10 minutes to herself, just without like food, uh, without phones or, or any distractions. And within a, like within a couple of weeks, she lost five pounds. We didn't even talk about calories. We didn't talk about, we didn't talk about uh, exercise, right? We just said, slow down. And she lost five pounds. So like sh practicing stress management, reducing the stress and really like, taking inventory of how much stress you're really dealing with that you've gotten good at suppressing because your body's just always trying to make a bearable situation or a terrible situation bearable. If you can just take inventory of how much stress you're doing and take steps to reduce stress, you're probably going to see a lot more uh, improved uh, body weight uh, improvements and body composition improvements by just slowing down a little bit, doing a little bit less. We don't always need to be working so hard and just take inventory of where you're at. All right. So uh, number three, what uh, what's next that could be boosting your metabolism, right? Qu kind of quotations, but uh, understanding your digestion. All right. So uh, really, like I said at the beginning of this, calories matter. Okay. They matter a lot. So you can, you can, like it has been proven that you can eat nothing but candy and Twinkies and lose weight. 
Okay, I want that to be very, very, very clear. But that does not mean <laughs> that you're going to be feeling the best. That does not mean you're going to be living a life that's full of energy and you're just going to be feeling good and you don't have constant digestional issues, right? A lot of people deal with bloating, gas, constipation, diarrhea. We don't understand that these processes are signs from our body that makes it a, makes it a little bit harder for our body to feel to optimize and feel comfortable letting go of weight. Um, so when it comes to understanding digestion, usually there's a, there's a few major causes. There's not very much color in your diet, like uh, fruits and vegetables. Um, uh, so lack of fiber in your diet. There's not, there can be a, uh, a gut issue where uh, like it's sometimes, like, not everybody has to deal with like a bad gut bacteria overgrowth. But if you're not like feeding your gut bacteria, like the good fibrous foods and, and uh, cruciferous vegetables and, and, pre, uh, and pre and probiotic foods, like there can just be a, a bit of a different balance. So if you're constantly feeling bloated or indigestion or something along those lines, there's something going on in your system that's like, hey, like we need some help in here. And, and we've gotten so accustomed to, and really this kind of all boils down to your body's really good at mitigating the stress you're dealing with or the discomfort you're dealing with. And when you understand that these things are signals that your body's sending to you and you can take action to improve them, that it's not like you, you're stuck here, you know, like this is where it gets a lot easier um, to, to keep the weight off after we lose it. Right. Cause if we cut calories, like many people do, they'll cut calories like really fast, but they're still dealing with a lot of stress. They, they see some weight loss, but they still have a lot of stress that they're dealing with. Then they'll, then they'll start to understand, or then they'll, they'll find it easier to, to lean back on old tendencies, like food, food behaviors that uh, tend to lead back to eating or gaining a lot of the weight back that we experience. So understanding your digestion and working on adding foods that make it feel better, right. You don't have to completely cut out like candy, fast food, or anything like that. I don't want that to ever be uh, something that you think you have to do. It's just integrating more nutrient dense foods that are going to help your system work for you rather than against you, right? We can make weight loss a lot easier if we just feel better from the inside out. And the way we do that is uh, simply, you don't have to eat clean, but integrating a, it's not even truly balanced. You just have to be consistent 80% of the time, right? Which is 24 out of 30 days of the calendar. So adding, so I try to get my clients to two to four uh, servings of vegetables a day, one to two servings of fruit, uh, lean protein and three to four meals every day. Um, and that's going to be plenty of nutrient density, plenty of fiber, plenty of, 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 of gut, good gut, uh, gut, good gut foods. And in six days, like you can have a weekend and you can enjoy yourself, right? And you can have time to actually enjoy pizza and stuff like that. And you just in, improve that balance. You see the digestional imp improvements. You learn how to balance the, 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 or I'm sorry, you learn how to integrate the, the, the health life balance, right? So you're not like, always so perfect forever so you don't ever eat out then you cause more stress by like oh I, it was bad this weekend or i was or i would or I, i'm off my diet and then there's more anxiety and, and stress around that and then that whole relationship again adds to the massive stress pool right so this is how you start to balance like you improve digestion you reduce the stress around your food around your diet and this is how we start to again improve metabolic functions so that your metabolism doesn't slow down again with quotations and and then you start to feel better and you start noticing positive weight loss positive body recomposition before we ever talk about really cutting calories right yes calories matter but you can put yourself in a calorie deficit and still not feel miserable by prioritizing nutrient dense foods improving digestion and feeling feeling really really good all right. I think that was three, right? Yes. So now we are on four. What is four? So four, I think this one is probably really critical for a lot of people. And I think it's because we don't really understand the full ramifications of it. Um, because when you hear 
when you think how to burn calories, like you think movement, right? You think you have to burn, move your, move your, move your body to burn calories, which is, which is true. But a lot of people get it confused. Like they have to work really, really hard to burn calories. And really the, the vast majority of how we burn the majority of our calories comes from just daily movement in general. Right. And this is called for the technical term, which you do not have to remember is called NEAT, which is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And it's just movement without the intent of burning calories. So this is just moving throughout the day. This is fidgeting. This is uh, standing. This is just doing something that just moves your, your body. Okay. Um, and this is why step counts have been so popular lately is because there's so much more uh, it's so it's so it's such an easy way to sustain a caloric burn every single day by just staying consistent with moving your body throughout the day, right? So like some people just don't move, right? Like a lower step count would be like three thousand three thousand steps and below, right? That's almost that's pretty much sedentary for a lot of people, um, and like uh, uh, everyone says like get to ten thousand steps a day, and that is a good goal to set. But if you're only getting 2,000 steps a day and you hear, well, you have to walk 10,000 steps a day to really lose weight, well, is that something, does that sound very realistic? Does that sound something that you can accomplish? And then we don't want, that's another stress. It's like, oh, that's too much. I can't do that right now. I don't know how to do that. Then it's like, crap, like another stress or anxiety, like, oh, I guess I can't lose the weight, right? So this is kind of like, they're all pairing, they're all connected with this stress response. And this is why a lot of people have a hard time losing weight because it's not only the movement and the nutrition, it's the stress anxiety they put around this process. So uh, when it comes to improving daily activity, because that's gonna really give you a lot of caloric burn without a lot of work, right? Just moving your body is not very hard, you know? And I, I like try to get, I like trying to get my clients to like take a 10 to 15 minute walk after that, after every meal, or uh, if they have a, if, uh, if they have a pet, make, make it a non-negotiable a dog, or I guess you could walk your cat if you want to, uh, but make it a non-negotiable, not miss your, your daily walk with your pet or a twice a daily walk with your pet. Um, or if you're tracking steps and you're only getting two to 3000, like make a goal to get 2,500 to 3,500 on a regular basis, right? Make an achievable goal. So then you're actually looking for things that will allow you to get more steps, right? And like parking further at the grocery store, taking the stairs instead of the escalator or the elevator, like those add up over time, right? And that's where sustainability comes into play because you're actively looking for these things. And then you're, you're and this is where we start breaking the beliefs around your metabolism because like ultimately you're doing things that are going to incorporate movement and you're going to feel more, you're going to feel better. And this whole like plateauing or, or kind of mixing up the process is going to get a lot, a lot easier. So this one is, um, I, if I had to pick one, which I, man, I, don't, I can't really say which one's more important, uh, but this one is definitely up there when it comes to understanding like uh, how to improve metabolic functions, how to feel better, like moving outside in the sunlight. These are all super massive benefits that are going to help you uh, feel just feel better. And that's our goal, like feel be feeling better, like you'll be, oh, my metabolism working again, right? Uh, but no, you just feel like your normal self. Most people are running off low energy and their body's just used to it, right? And my whole goal is with my clients to help them realize how, how terrible they feel so that they're more motivated, more inclined to continue to do the things that make them feel better. Uh, so yeah, daily activity is major, major on that part. Um, and, and, uh, and yeah, so uh, what else is there? I think this is five now, right? Oh boy, <laughs> I had the notes, but all I realized that I just put down was the six steps. <laughs> I didn't actually list them out. So if I repeat myself, I do apologize and call me out for it. Uh, but I do believe number five would be um, proper hydration. This one bugs me because so many people don't like water. 
And I understand, right? Like I understand why, why it can be a little hard for people to be drinking water. I mean, we drink, we drink very tasty things all the time. Very, very like sugar tastes really, really good. So sodas, juices, and then just switching to plain water is like, but it doesn't taste like anything. It's like, yeah, I understand that. Uh, but it's just because you're used to drinking something very tasty all the time, right? And your body, your, your brain is expecting that very tasty thing. So when you get a uh, liquid and it's not full of flavor, it's like, well, that's boring. I don't like that. That doesn't hit my dopamine response in my brain. Like I want the, the stuff, I want the bubbly stuff that hurts, but tastes really, really good. Right. <laughs> but let me, under, let me help you understand the process of water. We are 70% water. We would not exist without water. Our body can survive on very low amounts of water, right? It, it can, but we don't want to just survive. Okay. We want to thrive. We want our body to feel comfortable in all aspects. And these basic functions that we're talking about, like they, they need to be in place to just feel better. And when we're feeling better, weight loss, fat loss becomes a lot easier, right? Cause there's your body isn't, again, isn't working against you. So since we are 70% water, water is also a natural, natural lubricant for our joints. So if you experience joint pain and you don't drink very much water, start increasing your water intake, usually somewhere between half a gallon to a gallon on, on, on a daily basis, you'll start to feel a lot of improved energy. Like well, another client story of mine, uh, we were working through these processes of improving these stress markers over and over and over. And water was a big one for her. She struggled a lot with drinking water. Um, and then we, we made a goal to get her up to 38 ounces consistently, right? That was about a, a water, a water bottle and a half or almost, uh, yeah, a water, one water bottle and a half. And then she started like noticing, I'm, I'm a little bit more thirsty. So she, then her body started asking for more and more water. Then she was getting about 70, uh, 60 to 80 on a regular basis. And then she, this is just very recently, she was experiencing more thirst. And she's like, what's going on? Like, I feel like I'm drinking a lot of water. And I was like, just add another glass of water and see what happens. And then she, she's, then she increased her water intake. Then she was hitting more like uh, 80 to hundred uh, ounces of water on a regular basis. So, oh, my thirst is completely gone, right? Because she started to improve her water intake, her body started to ask for more. And then she got to like her range because she gave her body the basic thing of what she needed. And now she looks forward to it where she used to struggle drinking water on a regular basis, right? And now she looks forward to drinking water and she feels a little bit different uh, without that proper water. And like me right now, I'm only on a half, uh, uh, I'm only at 60 ounces of water for today. And I still got uh, uh, another 60 I got to drink. And like talking right now, I haven't drinking much water. So I'm, I'm struggling a bit right now. <laughs> but yeah, water is super, super important. And, and that is just going to, again, help boost metabolic functions, make you feel better, make weight loss a lot easier so that you don't continue to struggle on the regular basis. Um, all right. So we talked about... Um, that was five, I believe. And if you're in my Facebook group and you're like commenting, like Jonah, you missed a couple or you're ahead, <laughs> I will look at this when I'm done recording. Um, so let me just recap. We talked about sleep, talked about stress management. Uh, we talked about digestion. Uh, then we talked about hydration. So that's four. That was four. That was not five. Okay. All right. So now what am I missing? We, talked, we got sleep. We got daily activity. We got stress. We got stress management. Well, I'll go into the one that's on the top of my mind, um, it, which is strength training. And strength training is super, super beneficial because another reason, so this would be number five, not hydration. And now hopefully while I'm talking, I'll remember the sixth one and I'm gonna, I know Karen, my assistant coach is gonna kick me right in the shin for forgetting. <laughs> um, that's, what, that's what I get, I guess. <laughs> 
but ultimately, strength training is super important. Uh, it's super beneficial, I should say. Um, and a lot of people, I feel like, are scared or there's a like a negative connotation towards strength training uh, because they see a lot of the people in the magazines and and the, and the the bodybuilders, the bro science people. And it's like I don't want to be a part of that, right? But if you think about it, like what what's the point of building muscle? Like why does our body do things that that it does, right? It's always been an adaptation. Our body has always just listened to what we tell. And that's why we are where we are at today, because we can literally do anything we want with our body. We can do anything we want with our mind, right? So the point of building muscle a million years ago was to be stronger, to hunt things, to, to, to be the strongest person and to, to be able to survive on a higher basis. And muscle just allows us if we were, if we had to lift heavy things consistently, like weapons or supplies or rocks, like we had to adapt to get stronger to pick those things up, right? With, with, with the way we live life now, picking up weights, like it's, it's telling our body to get stronger, to get, uh, to adapt to the situation. Right. And so when we start strength training and we apply it, not only in the gym essence, but like in daily life, like every day you're doing some form of strength training movement in general, like standing and sitting, that's a squat, right? If you got stronger at squatting, right? If, and it doesn't have to be like, you have to squat 225, right? A lot, you may not know how much that is, but you don't have to squat your body weight. Like in the gym, you just have to get stronger at getting back up or sitting down and sitting back up, right? And now I have another client for, story for you. <laughs> um, and she's a little older and she like, we tried strength training in the beginning um, and it wasn't her thing at first, right? So we just focus on daily activity and step counts. And then she was like really feeling good. Um, and then we started introducing strength training again. And as we get older, we want to start building muscle because it's not only beneficial for like looking better, but it also improves bone density, right? We don't want to be getting older and being fragile and like we fall and break our hip and then we're like crap or screwed. Like we want to be capable for a very long time. So sitting down and standing up is a form of resistance or strength training. You know, we have to pick up and put things above our head. That's a form of strength training. We have to carry all the groceries out of our, out of our car into our house, right? So that's a form of strength training. Uh, we have to pull things to our body. We have to push things away from our body. All these basic functions are found in the exercise in the gym and there's a lot of complications when it goes into, into a lot of this stuff I, I definitely understand that the negative stigma but if you just think like if you get stronger at doing things you can move your body weight a lot easier you become more capable then like and then you understand the the, the benefits of building muscle right you improve your body fat percentage by doing this because a lot of people they'll cut calories they'll, they'll lose a lot of weight but they'll also lose a lot of mu muscle mass so it'll be there'll be a smaller more fatter version of themselves and they don't want that right we want to be uh, if we do want to shed body fat, we want to look more leaner or more toned, whatever word you want to use to describe that, which comes from also strength training as well, because you're working those muscles in a different way, right? So strength training is really important. And also uh, for every pound of muscle, you burn another additional seven to 10 calories uh, on a regular basis. So you're training your body to burn calories for you instead of you always having to burn calories and like working really, really hard, you know, and this goes on to the, the longevity side of things where uh, feeling good for a long period of time, burning calories for you, because we don't live lives where we don't have to go hunting. We don't have to go hunt our food or gather our food. We don't have to carry a bunch of crazy stuff all the time. Uh, but if we're, if but we do live very sedentary lives, very indoor lives, if we can challenge our bodies with the benefits of strength training uh, and train our body into a uh, live in the, the existence that we live in now becomes a lot easier. Then you stop having to think you have to work so hard all the time and you train your body to do a lot of the work for you. Um, perfect.
All right, I hope that made sense. And again, if you're commenting in the Facebook group and I haven't said anything, um, I will, I will, I will, I will make amends when I uh, get done recording. I'm just gonna make sure I write this stuff down so I know which ones I have talked about: digestion, hydration, strength training, stress management, um, sleep. Is that it? Is that five? One, two. Uh, oh crap! I think I've talked about them all. Oh man, I just. Um, I think I got all six without really thinking about it. <laughs> Daily activity. Look at that. Oh man, that's so funny. This is going to be a funny recording. Uh, yeah, because I talked about, I talked about, uh, um, which one was first? I think I talked about sleep first. Then I talked about stress. Then I talked about digestion. Then I talked about daily activity. Then I talked about hydration. Then I talked about strength training. Yeah, I think that's six. Yeah, that's all six. And this is what we teach our clients to do. Right. If we can improve these six things, we don't really have to talk about calories. Like if you can improve those six things first, you could a lot of times put yourself in a natural calorie deficit where you don't feel miserable. You'll feel a lot better. You'll feel more natural energy. You won't need to really rely on calories. You'll see the positive body recomposition because you're doing these basic things over and over and over again. And then all the benefits of like the type of training you do or the or the carb cycle or anything, all, anything like that can actually do what they're intended to do when you have like, when you improve all these six places and like, this is where meta metabolism improvements start to start to actually like come to fruition, I, I guess I can say, um, or if that, if that makes much sense. So all that being said, I think I got all six and you know, this, I do this stuff for fun. So um, if you're watching this live, uh, go ahead and make fun of me. <laughs> But if you're, if you're listening to the recording, if you're listening to the audio version only, um, I hope this made sense. I hope you I hope you found something valuable. Uh, this is something, I mean, I, I, I teach a lot of similar things because they're very core tenets of like making weight loss a lot easier than a lot of people make it. Like uh, one more story before I end this, I, I just signed on a client recently and it was so funny. The first time, the first thing I ever talked to her about was she was doing long form algebra for her calories, for her macros. I was like, holy crap, there's a few things we need to, <laughs> we need to make sure before we even get to macros, right? And, and it doesn't need to be that complicated. It doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be difficult. It needs to like, I want you to always remember that like, it's super simple. It's the basics that really keep, uh, make us feel better that really, uh, keep the results for a very, very long time. And it's improving those basics on a regular basis. That really, uh, gets us to a point of like, we don't feel like, uh, we're, we're stuck. Uh, and we have, a, we, we keep doing things. We keep doing things because it make us feel better. Not because we have to, right. We stop cutting out carbs because we don't expect to live without carbs for the rest of our lives. Um, and yeah, so all that being said, um, if you're not already following the podcast, uh, please, I would greatly appreciate it. If you're not following me on Instagram or TikTok, both Jonah Mitchell Fitness. Um, I take on Instagram, it's Jonah Mitchell underscore fitness. Um, and if you're not in my Facebook group yet, uh, the total mind body transformation where we do live trainings in there as well. Um, and yeah, that's all I got for today. So I hope you learned something. I hope you had fun and, uh, I will see you on the next one.